Welcome to the Fancy Sports Cave. This is David Salt the Fourth, and we're here with Steven. What's up, Steven? What's up, buddy? Ready to talk about some football? Yes, today we're going to talk about 2009 mock draft top six to ten because last week we did the top um, top five picks in the um, mock draft fantasy football. So this um, today we're going to do round one six to ten. So who'd you got at number six? So uh, at number six, I got Melvin Gordon. Um, as we talked about last week, this man, he could have been all the way up at number four. Uh, number four to seven really are pretty interchangeable. But I got Melvin Gordon in this position. Last year, he was the number seven running back in PPR formats, despite missing four whole games. Um, he was on one of the most consistent offense. He was one of the most consistent running backs in the league, playing on a top 10 offense. He had a solid floor all year, 5.1 yards per carry. But what he added this year that he hasn't had in the past is that dual threat option. 50 catches this year for just about 500 yards and four touchdowns in the season. It's a part of his game that he's never showed before. It definitely changes the way you have to look at him moving forward. And um, that diversity and that safety is why I got him up here at number six right now. All right. And um, we're going to go back and forth. Let me tell you my number six. All right. My number six, um, it's funny because it was your number five. And your and my number five was your number six. I'm gonna take Ezekiel Elliott. Um, my number six, like I said last week, Melvin Gordon. I got at five, um, just because I I have Ezekiel Elliott at number six because of the offensive coordinator. I don't know what direction they're going and if they're gonna feed him the ball more. Um, 1,400 yards came with six touchdowns. And you know this guy, um, he balled up in the in the air. You know, catching for 567 yards. Um, I think he's gonna get better. You know, he's been getting better ever since but um since the offensive coordinator um is no longer there so i don't know how they're gonna go so i have him going at six but he could go as high as i could see him going as high as number three in some drafts but um i think he's dangerous in 2018 but with all the backs that we took in number um, one through five zekiel is the next best option all right so who you have a number seven i like it um number seven i just got the Steelers running back, as in anyone who ends up starting for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, d- despite the coordinator, despite the coach going all the way back to the bus days, um, it's always been a bell cow system. Whoever the starting running back is gets all the carries. So whoever the starter is has extreme value. Last year it was James Conner. A lot of people forget the Steelers invested a third-round pick in James Conner when they were in the middle of the Le'Veon Bell saga, not the contract dispute, but in the middle of the – of, their, of Le'Veon Bell's tenure there. They spent a third-round pick on this guy. So they think very highly of him, and it showed. I mean, they trusted him with touches all season. In, th- in just 13 games, he racked up 973 rushing yards, including 12 total touchdowns all around. So he's talented. They invested a high draft pick in him. They trust him. This offense is known for using bell cows, which means he's got a ton of value moving forward. So um, I think this would be the end of – the tier one running backs for me. You know, it's so crazy because at number seven, I do have James Conner. Um, and the reason yes. why I have James Conner because Le'Veon Bell, you know, he does. no one knows his, his final destination so far. So um, he was sixth in the league with running backs with 252 finished points, football points. Conner showed that he's a season mm-hmm. rusher, 273 yards, like you said, 215 carries, averaging 4.5 yards per carry, total 12 touchdowns, exactly what you said, adding on to uh, 497 and, and – um, Oh, no. He had 973 yards on 215 carries, adding on almost 500 yards receiving with the touchdown through the air. Um, I'm just uncertain. I, I believe Le'Veon Bell is not going to be there, to be honest with you. So I think James Conner's role, he got to start him well last year. He kind of digressed 
and later in the season, but he was a big spark in the beginning of that season. Um, I like James Conner. Like you said, third-round pick on him. They invested in him. He's young. I like him. Le'Veon Bell, wherever he goes, I believe could land in one of these spots as well, but we just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I'm, um, Connor will thrive building his stock all the way to number seven on my big board. That's what I got. Who do you have for number eight? All right. So number eight, I went ahead and put in my first wide receiver, and I went ahead and just made it the number one wide receiver from last year, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I had this guy and Melvin Gordon on a majority of my uh, majority of my PPR teams this year, and it was great. I mean, he averaged over 20 points a game, solid yeah. floor all day or all season. I mean, uh, he had the best season of his career with over 1,500 yards and 11 touchdowns. Uh, he was just a model of consistency for us this year, and he, he's on a high-powered offense with Deshaun Watson. Him and Deshaun Watson have a connection. This is the first time that. DeAndre has really had a reliable quarterback. I mean, you look at the, st- the guys he's had to deal with over the years. TJ Yates, Brian Hoyer. Um, who, who's that guy from last year? Oh, what's his name? Um, the most re- – Tom Savage. <laughs> Tom Savage, <laughs> he's yeah. had a lot of He's had a lot of uh, Joe Schmoes to deal with, but now he's finally got that guy at quarterback. The offense is in sync. Got, got most of their pieces returning next year. Hopefully, I'm looking for them to either hopefully be able to bring back a Demarius Thomas – get Will Fuller back, some, someone to alleviate the pressure from Hopkins. But it seems pretty clear, even though everybody knows he's the number one target, he's still getting it done with career numbers. So I'll make him my number one receiver at eight today. Um, at number eight, I picked my receiver, but I went um, a little differently with uh, Tyree Kill. Um, this dude, he's number one receiver in uh, 2018 with 290 um Fancy football points racking up almost 1,500 yards and 12 touchdowns. He also rushed for 151 in a touchdown. So on my big board, he's first receiver picked, and he's going to be at number eight. It might be a bit soon in some drafts, but I think he's worth it, this dude. I mean, what can you say about Tyreek Hill? He, that dude is fast. You got to double team him. He He's great on special teams as well. It's, it's hard to cover Tyreek Hill. Um, talk about big plays. Talk about yardage. Talk about touchdown. I'm taking Tyreek Hill. Um, I got DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins next, but um, who do you have for number nine? I like Tyreek Hill, man. I I, I hate the guy because he's in my division, but I love him, especially with Mahomes the way he's been doing. He's he got the arm. Tyreek Hill got the legs. I'm yeah. taking Tyreek Hill at number eight. Absolute game changer. Um, yeah, number nine. I got uh the number two receiver in PPR formats last year in Devontae Adams. Um, he was just a few points behind DeAndre Hopkins, actually in rankings. But we're talking about the number one receiver on an Aaron Rodgers offense. And, and yes, Aaron Rodgers and that Green Bay offense did show some signs of regression. They did slow down a little bit. But if there's anything Devonta Adams has showed, it's that he can get it done with any quarterback that's there. He got it done with Deshaun Kaiser a couple of years ago for a majority of that season. And he was a high-end wide receiver, too, for most of that season. I owned him that year. Um, if anything, I think his production – because he didn't have any other reliable targets. But, but anyways, um, number one receiver on Aaron Rodgers' offense, number two PPR receiver from last year, um, no signs based on roster movement that the targets are going to be dropping anytime soon. 13 touchdowns makes him a big red zone threat. Um, it can't get any worse for this Green Bay offense next year. There's only one way to go, and that's up. So I anticipate Devonta Adams to still put up similar numbers next year. And I went ahead and put him in as my number two receiver. All right. Yeah, I have him. I have him a little bit lower, but um, I have DeAndre Hopkins. You just talked about him. 14 points behind uh, Tyreek Hill in fantasy um, football points in total. 
he would have been my best choice if Tyreek Hill is gone. I, I, it, it's kind of like a toss-up. If, if Hopkins, Hopkins gone, I'll take Hill. Hill gone, I'll take him. They're the best two receivers, in my opinion. Hopkins proven to be one of the best ever catching the, everything thrown to him. He had 115 catches second in the league, 15, um, 1,572 yards second in the league, and 11 touchdowns, which is fourth in the league. I believe he had no drops the whole season. I've seen this crazy thing on Instagram saying he's the only one in the whole league to only have – one or fewer drops or some crazy stat like that. The dude catches everything on him. You could be pass interference and he'll still catch it. So um, I like him. He's got 11 touchdowns. He's good in the red zone, good down the field. Him and Watson, like he said, you hit all my bullet points. But, yeah, Hop- Hopkins is really – he's up there. He's I think he's one of the best in the league, right, maybe with Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, I just – because he's got more speed and he's he, he just gets open <laughs> on, like, 80-yard plays. It's crazy. But – I'll take I'll take Hopkins at number nine, but um all right to finish up your top ten who you got at number ten? All right to finish up my top ten I went ahead and went with a third receiver and uh, Tyree Kill who you had at number eight. Um, if I miss out on the first seven bell cows I'm very okay with a with going receiver here eight through eleven. There's a lot of running backs I can get in the middle late second round right now and guys like Joe Mixon Nick Chubb Aaron Jones who could very well all turn out to be solid RB ones. But back to Tyreek Hill though I mean this guy's an absolute game changer over 1600 yards on the year 13 total scores. I mean you the, the he is by far the biggest threat on the second best offense in the league arguably the first best offense in the league. And there are other weapons around him to alleviate the pressure. So teams can't typically always just key in on him. And even if they do, they, they still typically have trouble doing it. The man looks like a human joystick out there. But you got Travis Kelsey, arguably the best tight end in the game. Deep speed threats like Chris Conley and Sammy Watkins running underneath. Um, there's so many weapons on offense. Patty Mahomes, Andy Reid, the system, the quarterback, the coach, everything is there. Everything is locked down for the next few years. So for Dynasty, I mean, Tyreek Hill is looking great for you over the long haul. And he managed to stay healthy this year. So literally all systems go moving forward on that one. Yeah, I had him at number eight. You have him at number 10. I mean, I think for reals, these last three receivers we mentioned are all interchangeable. Are mm-hmm. interchangeable. Um, so you went with Devontae Adams. Um, he's not too much the glamour pick I think everybody's going to get. So I'm going to go with number 10. And my number 10 is going to be my, a glamour pick. And I'm going to pick Aldell Beckham Jr. And let me mm-hmm. tell you why. He missed four games last year, but he still managed to put a great season. Odell caught 77 receptions, 1,072 yards, and six touchdowns. And he has a better run than Eli Manning, um, caught or threw for 106 yards and two touchdowns. With a whole offseason to get healthy, I can see Odell going as, as high as the first round, uh, late first round, early second round. But mm-hmm. I picked him there. I think they're going to get Kyle Murray. Or if not Kyle Murray, um, Haskins, I think they're going to get a quarterback, and I think they're going to connect with Odell. I'm banking on it. Um, if they don't get a quarterback, I see him going a little lower. But right now, I, I'm pretty confident that the Giants are going to either trade up or get lucky enough at number five because the top five teams in the draft all need defensive players. This is a defensive draft, so I think the quarterback will be available at number six for the Giants, and I know that's your team. So I, 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 what do you think? Do you think that there will be a quarterback available by by six? One can only pray, man. Yeah, I, I, I want Dwayne Haskins. Like if I had to pick, if I had to pick today, I want Dwayne Haskins. I would not be mad with Kyler Murray. I honestly think you take which either is either is available there. If you look at the five teams ahead of us, all of them supposedly have their guys moving forward. Yeah, you know, the Oakland still apparently is behind Derek Carr. Miami is apparently, oh, not Miami. Um, 
Arizona. All, oh, Arizona, Jimmy Garoppolo and San Francisco. All of them have their young guys that they've drafted within the last few years. So none of them seem to be going after quarterbacks. That being said, it looks like Dwayne Hess is going to land on us. And uh, I'm not sure what the value means for Odell Beckham Jr. I, I think Beckham is going to be one of the biggest steals in the draft, especially because people he might be slipping into the middle of the second round, early second round. But like you said, man, he put up a thousand. He put up nearly 1,100 yards in just 14, in just uh, 12 games. Yeah. So I mean, he most likely is going to end up very close to that 1,400 mark, and that is a great season. Um, yeah, the offense was anemic. It, it it can't get too much worse. You throw a, a rookie quarterback back there. I'm not sure how much worse or better it gets, but in my opinion, there's nowhere to go but up. There was no running game. They weren't on the field very long. I think getting a mobile quarterback that you can do run pass options with like Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins will probably open things up. So I would assume this offense is going to trend up. I think OB, OBJ is a steal, and I have no problem with you throwing him in there at, at number 10. Yeah, that's what I'm saying because um, at number 10, or um, there's – like you said, those five teams, even if one does get dropped, I don't think two quarterbacks go by number six. I, maybe one, maybe Kyle Murray to Arizona, or maybe the Raiders, you know, trade away car for a picker, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. I only see one going off the board, if that. That's very unlikely. So I think you guys have both options with Kyle Murray and Haskins. It's up to um, whoever's in charge of the Giants to make that decision. But um, Oh, actually, can I tell you my uh, dream scenario real quick? Go ahead. Go with your dream scenario. So the Jacksonville Jaguars are pick number seven. We're pick number six. And they've come out, and everyone and their mama knows Jacksonville needs a quarterback as well. So, guys, Giants, Giants, if it comes to number six, they're both still on the board. Take whatever offer they give you. They're probably they're going to give you their first-round pick. They're probably going to throw a second at you or next year's first. That's typically how it works when you're just moving up a spot or two in the first round. Let Jacksonville move up. Let them take their pick. We can do great with Kyler Murray or Dwayne Haskins. Take advantage of that. Let them move up and take your pick. Take either Haskins or Murray, whoever doesn't get taken off the board. Unless you have extreme favoritism toward one side, but I certainly don't right now. Um, but, yeah, that's what I would love to see. Trade picks with Jacksonville. Take that extra first rounder, extra second rounder, whatever, and then take either Murray or Haskins. Let them learn for a year with a clipboard. Send Eli, send Eli Manning into a happy retirement home and then move on. I see that happening. You know what, Jaguars, I think one of their other options is Derek Carr has been not working so much for the Raiders these last four years. Only had one winning season. That season he broke his fibula. Gruden is not uh, – his relationships with quarterbacks don't last that long. I think he'll trade the Raid, um, Derek Carr, Jacksonville. If he can get a first-round pick, that's insane. Maybe a second or third. Yeah. Raiders will get a quarterback before you guys. That leaves you to one option and leaves the, well, your dream scenario out of it. Raiders get a defensive player. They need defense, maybe a pass rusher, maybe a linebacker, a linebacker in a third-round pick, and then go on from there, draft a quarterback, and and get rid of Derek Carr. And Jacksonville could probably focus on maybe offensive lineman or maybe a, a defensive, maybe add on that defense. But um, I think that's my dream scenario. Or I think that's the scenario. I, I know Jaguars are in a tough spot right now, so they got to make a move. They are. And yeah, they got to trade up because – if there's one quarterback left, I think they're going to take them. Either if it's Murray or Haskins, I think they're going to take them. They're right behind you guys. If not, trade up. They choose. You get the leftover pick or leftover quarterback. I mean, either way, I think they're going to draft a quarterback. All right. Yeah. So that was the top 10. We're going to go with possible top 10. I said possible top 10 because my top 
three, four could go land in top ten slash round two. Um, so I'll, I'm gonna let you go first. So who do you have going um, number one in the second round? Yeah, my 11A, 11B uh, sort of pick is uh, I got Michael Thomas and Julio Jones up there at 11 and 11 and 12, 11A, 11B, whatever. Um, I, I think these guys are just really safe options. Like if I, if I was able to pair up a James Conner or a Melvin Gordon with one of these two, I'm happy. I'm super happy. Michael Thomas was only was less than 10 points behind Tyreek Hill in PPR formats. Um, probably a little different in standard, but he, he was more of a floor guy all year. In the, in the first the first two-thirds of the season, he was absolutely tearing it up. He's the number two wide receiver in the game. He, he regressed during the latter half of the year with some offensive struggles, but Michael Thomas is a solid floor option on a Drew Brees-led offense. He is by far the number one target, always soaking in at least twice as many targets as any other wide receiver that is. Of course, Kamara and Ingram always get their targets. But it's the same thing with Julio Jones, too. The offense isn't quite as great but we saw Julio land at number six or number seven on the year. I'm sorry. He was a top 10 receiver 10 weeks into the season with zero touchdowns. He, he ended the year with, he ended the year with about eight touchdowns, I believe, but that's how, that's how much of a part of this offense he is. That's how much Matt Ryan and this offense trust him. He's an integral part of it. He's always going to get his targets. So at this point, I'm going Michael Thomas or Julio Jones at this point. If I've snagged a running back, if I say was in the eighth position, I had to take the Andre Hopkins, and then uh, popping out here at twelve, I might uh, be looking for running backs. But uh, so, who do you got as your possible tens? Um, and well, one and two, they're both running backs, only because running backs are, I think, are a little bit more valuable than wide receivers. Um, I'm gonna take either James White or Phil Lindsay. Now, I, I, I if you guys heard me in my podcast, I love Phil Lindsay, so this kind of might be a little biased. But James White, versatile. Pat's offense putting up almost 1,200 total yards from scrimmage, 12 touchdowns. He, he's the current leader in the three-headed monster. He, he's the middle head that's longer than all the, old three, all the other two on the side, which Sony Michelle and Burkhead, which was injured for most of the season. He's back. He's seen him in the playoff. He's doing great. White has been the lead. Looks to take more responsibility in the backfield. Added great value uh, top of the second round with available running backs. Philip Lindsay, like my 11 A and B. I'll take him if, if I have um a good if i if i got last if i got like the 10th pick and i had the first pick in round two i'll probably pick philip Lindsay. he was projected to get drafted 246 and most leagues he was undrafted it was, i was fortunate to pick him up week one after he had a 71 yard um game and i was like man 70 yards ain't, ain't that bad picked him up he showed up to um rush for 107 yards after that wasn't much um he got he was a good flex option and it worked out for me. He rushed for 1,037 yards, nine touchdowns. Now as a starter, which I think he should get the starter, starting position, his numbers will soar way higher. So that's my number two, uh, round two, one and two pick right there. Got you. Got you. So, yeah, shout out to Philip Lindsay. That's my Eskimo brother, man. But, hey, yeah. um, I mean, that's like the waiver That's like the waiver ad of the year, isn't it? For At least like for, for me, me it was. It was for me too. I picked him up and yeah. he balled out. I love that guy. I mean that's like a that's a league winning move right there. I got to pair that guy with Melvin Gordon and and Sony Michelle down the stretch and it, it was great. I mean he's a he's he's just he, he's got that solid floor with a boom potential every week because of his involvement with the passing game. That offense I also feel that offense has nowhere to go but up. And uh, I love the James White pick, man. I, I love the James White pick too. He's super underrated. Um, you know people are afraid to draft Patriot running backs at times because you don't know what's going to happen on a week to week basis. 
But Burke had played the last – he was a part he, – he was start, he was in the game getting snaps over the last month and a half of the season. And James White was still getting snaps. He was still getting a ton of touches. We're seeing it here in the playoffs too, still getting a ton of touches. He's a big part of that offense. It's, it's still the Patriots and a Tom Brady-led offense. He's going to put up points. And, uh, yeah, I like those picks, man. Yeah, and then Sony Michelle, I think, stock grew a little bit too. Um, he could probably uh, get drafted later in maybe fourth and fifth round when you need a yeah. flex, good option. All right, so who do you have for um, three, four, and five? Who do you have for three? Unless you have, like, a interchangeable ones, like, for three. I got, like, three, four, five, six are all changeable for me. So yeah. who do you got for yeah. so, um, who you got for your rest of your draft? Yeah, for the rest of my draft, it, it always just depends here, like what I had to do in the first round. Like if I've got, if I went running back, if I, was, if I was able to snag running back early on, then I'm probably gonna go with the Thomas Jones, my second pick. But if I had to go with someone like DeAndre Hopkins or uh, Tyree Kill at the seven, eight, nine spot, then I'm definitely gonna be looking to draft either Joe Mixon or Nick Chubb here. Um, both of these guys are bell cows on up and coming offenses. Maybe not so much in Cincinnati, but definitely in Cleveland. We saw a lot of good things happen in Cleveland this year, uh, emerging passing options and emerging offense in general. I mean, Baker Mayfield going out there, breaking the rookie record for touchdowns, and he only played uh, 14 games, I think, or maybe 13 and a yeah, half. Yeah, he only started – He the game he played, he got he got the first win. You remember he came in the second half? Uh, right. He rushed for a touchdown, his first touchdown, yeah, and got the win. Yeah, so 13 and a half games, he breaks the rookie touchdown record. He smashes it either. It's not like he just got it by one. Um, that offense is on the up and coming. Um, Nick Chubb looked great last year down the stretch. We featured him many times on our, our starts and sits, almost always on the start side from what I remember. Um, I, I think him, Mixon, Jones, Lindsey, these are guys you can pick up in the second round, all of them with RB1 potential. Some of them were RB1s last year, as a matter of fact. So, um, you know, it's a little dependent on where I go with my first pick. But granted, I if I didn't get a running back, for, if I didn't get a running back in the first round, I'm definitely trying to get Mixon, Chubb, um, Lindsey Jones here in this spot. Yeah, um, for my yeah, I agree with you, all those picks. I mentioned a couple of those guys a little later, but for three, four, five, um, I'm gonna pick some dudes you mentioned. The only reason why I have them so late is because I, I'm more when I draft, I'm runner back heavy. Um, I love getting my running back. So if if I'm in the middle of the round two and I already got my starting running back, I'm going to go with either Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, or Michael Thomas. Um, Adams was kind of like under the radar, but not. Like no one ever really mentioned. Well, to me, I don't know if it's just me. Like no one ever mentioned like, oh, Devontae Adams this, Devontae Adams that. Uh, it was always Julio Jones, all these other wide receivers. But he had a really good year. He was third in the league with fantasy football points. With 254 right behind Hopkins and Hill, he stacked the the stack sheet, catching for almost 1400 yards and 13 touchdowns. Like he'll be the number one target, and he's worth number three at in the second round, maybe even earlier. Like you mentioned, you know, I didn't really hear about this guy. I was like, oh yeah, Julio Jones, and like you said, Julio Julio Jones didn't get a, a he didn't catch a touchdown until week eight, and um, if you put the yardage. Average 104 yards per game and a total of uh, 1,700 yards with eight touchdowns. Like, and he's surrounded with young talent. Ryan's go-to guy is going to be him down the field. So I got him going four in round two. Michael Thomas, I mean, he's 1,400 yards, nine touchdowns. This dude is a bad man. He, he, um, he'll only go um, up in the draft stock with 250 fantasy football points. 
He was fifth in the league against wide receivers, uh, amongst wide receivers. So that's my four, my three, four, and five. You mentioned them earlier. I have them in the middle because I went – I that's if I'm going running back heavy in mm-hmm. round one. Like if I got the fourth pick in, in the first round, I'm like the fifth pick in the second round, you know. So I'll pick a definitely um, wide receiver there. Mm-hmm. But um, who do you have for your bottom half of your top ten? Yeah, so this is where I started. Do you have anyone else mentioned? Oh, yeah, definitely. This is where I started incorporating uh, right right there behind Nick Chubb or really on the same level of Chubb and Mixon if I want to do that one and one, one running back, one receiver, and I'm popping out in the, in the early second round, I still might go with a OBJ, a Juju Smith-Schuster. I Obviously, I believe in Aldo Beckham Jr. I'm a Giants fan. Um, a lot of hate uh, coming out of this year because he didn't finish uh, in the top five. I think he barely – I don't even know if he finished in the top ten, to be honest. But, again, like you said earlier – Almost eleven hundred, almost eleven hundred yards receiving on just twelve games, and um, the offense is just going to get better as we mentioned. Um, there's other weapons around, really developed over the past year to take some of the load off him. And Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, and of course Saquon Barkley. I mean that guy is, our like we both got him in our top three, I believe. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. So I mean we're talking about a generational talent over there that's challenging Todd Gurley for the rights of the best running back in the league right now. So Odell will – they'll have to stack the box against Saquon. Odell will have his opportunities. Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard will make a difference. If we can just get any sort of level of protection back there, whether it's Dwayne Haskins, Kyler Murray, um, old man Eli for one more year, I think the only way to go is up for OBJ Stachy and Juju Smith-Schuster. This guy has just had an incredible past two years. You know, from being basically an unknown to having commercials with Antonio Brown um, – Buffalo Wild Wings commercials and such. But now Antonio Brown's gone. And this has still been a very functional offense, a very formidable offense, certainly top half in the league without Antonio Brown still. You're still going to have James Conner. You're still going to have Big Ben in that offense in place. You're still going to have a solid running game, good protection. Um, I'm a little worried because I, I couldn't even really name you the second receipt, wide receiver on that team after Juju Smith-Schuster. So he might get a lot of attention. But, I mean, all the targets, a good offense, a heap of talent. Uh, I put Juju Smith-Schuster right there next to Eli right now. And uh, funny enough, A.B. I got A.B. right behind these two, uh, at least as far as wide receivers go. I got A.B. right behind these two next to Adam Thielen slash Stephon Diggs. Uh, I don't know about you, man, but I, I'm still not sure which one I'm going to have higher. I know Thielen had the, had the better year statistically. Um, he also had the better year statistically the year before, and yet somehow people still ended up taking Diggs higher in the end. Um, what's your opinion on the Minnesota wide receiving club? It's so crazy because we think alike. I literally have all these players too, but let me answer your question. I picked Stephon Diggs this year and last. Um, Stephon Diggs um, last year, not, not 2007-2018, um, the 2016-2017 year. I picked up Stephon Diggs and he had well. I had him and Keenan Allen, and um, he did pretty well, but I, I picked him again this year, and I was a little disappointed. He didn't really shine as much as Adam Thielen and um, in my opinion, Adam Thielen had that record for most 100-yard receiving yards in, like, eight straight games. Um, I would pick Adam Thielen mm-hmm. in this one. It's just I think it even with a mediocre quarterback, he did pretty well. So um, I think they need a quarterback change. Um, I don't think he's the answer. I, I preach that so much that I don't think Kirk Cousins is the answer in Minnesota. But if I had to pick a wide receiver in a top 10, which I did pick Adam Thielen over Stephon Diggs in the top 10 in the second round. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like it. 
Oh, oh right. So who I have, let's see. So I, I mentioned my one through five. So I'm going to mention my six through ten. At number six, usually he'll go in the third or fourth round. But I'm, I'm thinking like like a like an amateur fantasy football player when I put this. And I was like, I know this dude's going to go super early and not even when he shouldn't. I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes. Okay. And I know it's like a sin to draft a quarterback in the second round. But this dude... I mean, I don't know if it's worth it. I mean, you could probably snag him early third, maybe late or late third, early fourth. But I think people are going to see 5,000 passing yards, 50 50 touchdowns, most likely the MVP. You need a quarterback. This dude averaged about like almost 30 points a game um, fantasy-wise, and that's great to have. So I think, not me, but I think people are going to be drafting Patrick Mahomes middle of the second round. Is that crazy for me to say, or do you believe? Do you, do you think you will? I don't know if it's crazy. I mean, I'm I'm not going to be doing it myself, probably. But when you're exactly, talking, but when you're you think people will? Oh, sorry. I think people will, but go yeah. on. I mean, when you're talking about averaging 30 points a game, I mean, the league average for fantasy quarterbacks is just under 20, I believe. So it's like you're playing with an extra player at that point. Now, but is it worth like spending the capital of a of a second round pick? I don't know. If I can if I can find him in the fourth round, absolutely, because there have only been. There are only so many seasons like this, right? Like uh, Peyton Manning's year, with the, Peyton Manning's first year with the Denver Broncos warranted a top, a, a second round or better pick. He was going in the first round the year after that. Uh, Brady's 07 year of 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards, he was going in the second round that year. Um, and yeah, we're probably going to see it with Mahomes. And, and honestly, probably rightfully so. He is the league MVP, and it is like you're playing with an extra player. Um, it just uh, it just depends how much capital you wanna you wanna spend, really. But uh, yeah, I, I agree. People are gonna do that, and I think people are are gonna be uh, spending a second round on him. Definitely, if they get a good running back in the first round, scounge a little wide receiver in the third. Um, I think people are gonna do it. For number seven and eight, I have two running backs. I have Joe Mixon and Chris Carson. Mixon did pretty good for the six and ten Bengals, two thousand eighteen. He rushed for. Um, Almost 1,200 yards, eight touchdowns, um, stacked on 300 yards through the air and a touchdown. Those numbers are pretty good for Mixon, missing two games in the season. Mixon's underrated and well-deserved to be number seven on round two. I like Joe Mixon. I mean, I had I picked him up, I think, for – I trade I, I, I trade for, I trade for him in one of my leagues. Um, I gave up, I, I, like, Aaron Humphreys and, like, a, a runner back for this guy. Nice. But um, I like Joe Mixon. He's really good. Chris Carson total up 191 fancy uh, football points that and that's missing two games as well rushing for almost um well he rushed for 1151 yards nine touchdowns he was part of the number one rushing attack in the league behind mike davis and rashad penny he will continue to run the ball heading into the 2018-2019 draft um and if it's not broke don't fix it i think chris carson is doing a great job in seattle and i think he'll continue to do it and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get at number 9 and 10, the two wide receivers you mentioned, Adam Thielen and Juju. Um, the Vikings without a uh, wideout had a great year receiving for 100 yards in eight straight games. That's a record. I personally picked Stephon Diggs, like I said, over Thielen in the draft, but I, I quickly regretted it with almost 1,400 yards received and nine touchdowns, a total of 250 fantasy points. Thielen is worth it at number 9. And number 10, I'm going to interchange it with A.B. Only because I don't know where A.B. is going to be at. That's why I don't have him in my top 10 in round two. Mm. Um, I heard a lot of talk about 49ers. 
him and Garoppolo could probably be – I mean, they don't really got that one big receiver. So, I mean, I see him going to 49ers. Um, I'm trying to think of other fits. I mean, anywhere A.B. goes, he's one of the greatest. He He's a top five receiver, in my opinion. It's it, And that's that's – there's so much talent receivers. I mean, I could interchange Juju, Keenan Allen, and A.B. in this one. But I'm going to pick Juju. He had more yards, more touchdowns than A.B., um, he'll thrive on the fact AB is not there anymore. He caught 111 balls for almost 1500 yards and seven touchdowns. Big Ben has his new number one receiver and Juju got the speed and length to be a top five receiver in the future. He's young. I like it. Um, like I said, I could pick AB. I could pick Keenan Allen as well. He's the red, red zone target for the Chargers of Phillip Rivers. He had a great year pro bowler, but I just, I don't know where AB's at. I'm a little uncertain. Where do you think he's going to go? You think he's going to go with the 49ers? I mean, I think that's like the best case scenario fantasy wise, just because you know you know he's gonna get a ton of targets. It's up and coming offense with an aggressive coach and a good quarterback, or at least with what we think is a good quarterback. Um, I can't really think of another team for him. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to. to do. I'm trying to think of another team. I just like the I could see Detroit, I could see the Jets, I could see uh Miami. I was gonna say Miami. Um teams that would no clear number one guy at receiver. If he was on the Texans That'll be that'll be bad if he was on the that, that would be broken. That 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 would be broken. Um, that would not be fair. That'll be Madden broken right there. Offensively, yeah. I, I mean, can you imagine Jesus what the odds Christ. on Tex, on the Texans? Like their Super Bowl odds would go from like uh, forty-eight to one to like eight and one or something. Oh like my that, god! Which, which, which would be dumb. I, I wouldn't take. I would not take that bet because I haven't won a playoff game in. I'm not sure if I have, but. Uh, <laughs> But um, yeah, crap, crap. Other than other than San Fran, yeah, I guess Miami and the Jets. But they will have uh, to trade for him. Who are the 49ers willing to trade for AB? He's under contract. Oh, they had to be a trade. I, oh, it's. They oh, will have to trade for him. Ooh, so how that's, much can they get? Exactly. How much can they get. That's they got weird. a young. They got a lot of veteran defensive talent. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, huh. They ain't getting the first. <laughs> I mean, San Fran's got a first round pick right now, a top five pick. Oh, they're not giving uh, them no. I don't think they're getting any, any any piece of that, but maybe they can get themselves third. See, the value for a player diminishes when they come out and say that they demand a trade because teams know that they are really they need to make a deal to get some type of value. So, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go for like a third round pick or or less, honestly. And it's so crazy. The Raiders set a standard for. Uh, wide receivers, pretty much trading on Mark yep. Cooper for a first round. And let me let me just touch on that real quick. John Gooden, let me trade Mark Cooper to the Cowboys. They're not going to do good this year. Let me trade Khalil Mack to the Bears. Who are the Bears? They're not going to do good. You thought he, he thought he was going to get three top ten picks. Oh, the draft is stack of defense. We're going to get all these defense players. He got mm-hmm. one. The only one in the top ten is his own, and he got a twenty. 24th and a 26. Still pretty good. I mean, three having three draft picks in the first round, that's pretty good. Yeah. But I kind of a little yeah. backfired on his part. Just want to throw that out there because all these Raider fans are just like, oh, my God, we got three picks. Yeah, they're both in the late. Might as well have two early second rounds. So, yeah, honestly. I mean, kind of so. backfired on him, but I don't like how he put a standard for these wide receivers. Oh, right. Oh, for, oh Amari Koo. Like, say I'm A.B., I'm way better than um, Amari Cooper. I deserve a first round more. And I don't yeah. think I don't think Amari Cooper was worth the first round. I think he fixed fit in that system a much better 
he had a, I mean, better quarterback statistically. Um, Derek Carr's digressing and Dak is, you know, going up in stock. So I think it just happened to be he being better in Dallas than him doing really shitty in Oakland. So, I mean, I think they got lucky with that one. But first-round pick, for Cowboys wasted a first-round pick. I don't know. And it's like, yeah, no, I feel you, man. I, I think it's. I think they had to pay such a high price. They were the ones that reached out and were trying to force the deal in the first place. And um, I think that's why the price was a little higher than it should have been. Also, Amari, Amari's like 24 years, 23, 24 years old still. Uh, he's, he's, he's real young. So yeah. I, I could see why they had to pay up. Whereas AB, if someone had to trade for AB, I, I believe he's, he's either 29 or 30. He's up there. And we all know at like 30, there's usually a – is usually the beginning of the decline at 30 years old. So yeah. I, I could see why. But talent-wise, yeah, he's definitely worth more than Cooper stacked talent for talent in today's league for sure. All right, well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. There's your top six to ten first round and your whole total second round. Next week, we'll probably do a trade talk. We did a lot of trade talk in this one. We'll probably do a lot of trade talk next week, maybe a free agency um, podcast. And um, we're going to start tackling each division individually and what each team needs. We'll probably start off with your division. Your division is uh, popping this year. you got the Cowboys, you got the Eagles, you got the Disaster Redskins. And you got the Giants. So there's a lot to talk about there. We'll probably tackle your division first. And you're the expert there. You're a Giants fan. So we'll definitely go to you for that. So where can they find you on social media, Steve? Yeah, guys. If you guys want to talk about football, talk about MMA, argue, whatever it is, uh, you can find me at Coach Zezzy on Instagram and Twitter. Um, who, like, Real quick, who do you have for your Super Bowl one more time? Uh, the Super Bowl, I got the Pats. You got the Pats. Winning, I what, 33-30, right? Uh, 34, 31 was, I believe, what I told, what I, uh, what I said the other day. All right, just want to get that. Remind the people about that, and you yes, can sir. find me on Twitter and Instagram. Um, on Twitter, just type in the nose nose at Sports Guy David at Sports Guy David. Same as Instagram, just type in Sports Guy David. You can find me. Um, you can, and then you can find all of us on the Fantasy Sports Cave. Uh, you just type in Fantasy Sports Cave in Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever social media outlet we add it. You can find us. We we cover basketball. We cover soccer. We cover he covers the Rams. I cover the Chargers. We cover college football. We college. Uh, uh, we cover a lot of things. So if you want to tune in, um, thank you so much for tuning in. So I'm David House the Fourth, and that's Stephen, and I'm out. Peace.